0: So um, a lot of prayer went into this, so I pray that that this word meets you right where you are and that it changes and transforms. Okay, so if you know anything about me, you know that I'm like this close away from not being allowed in this place anymore. Don't ask me my age. Um, uh, but I do love the Old Testament. Okay, the New Testament's great, I do read it, but the Old Testament just has my heart. So we, so we are gonna read from the Old Testament. Um, who is familiar with Jacob and Esau? Right, okay. So that is one of my favorite stories, so we are going to um, be talking about them. The title of my sermon, if we have it, <coughs> is called Fighting for First. And I know that in this room we have a lot of ambitious, young, energetic men and women. And sometimes um, we put our own agendas before God's. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Okay, so we're gonna pick up right at Genesis 25. So if you have your Bible, take it out. You have your app, pull it up. Okay, we're gonna start at verse 23. And I'm reading from the NLT version. And it says, and the Lord told her, the sons in your womb will become two nations from the very beginning. The two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other and the older son will serve the younger son. And when the time came to give birth, Rebecca discovered that she indeed had twins. The first one was very red at birth, covered with thick hair like a fur coat. So they named him Esau. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So they named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when the twins were born. As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament. He preferred staying at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating wild game that Esau brought home, but Rebecca loved Jacob. Okay, so right now we have two brothers, they're twins, and they're night and day. And uh, of course Esau, he's a manly man. He likes to hunt. Um, He likes to do, you know, fix things around the house. He mows the lawn, he takes out the garbage. Um, But then we have Jacob who is quiet, he's to himself. Um, He's a mama's boy. uh, that's a different that's a different subject okay and we're not gonna go here today y'all and um and from the moment that Jacob comes out of the womb he already feels threatened he already had his hand on the heel of his infant brother ready to pull him down so that he could come out first why is that? Because in the era that we're reading about right now, to be, to be a man was it was high prestige. You were a man, you already had a lot going for you. But to be the firstborn, now that that's something else. And it was already embedded in him that he had to be first or nothing. Okay, so we're we're gonna keep on reading okay uh, we're gonna pick up at 29 we're gonna read on through to 34 all right one day when Jacob was cooking some stew Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry Esau said to Jacob I'm starved give me some of that red stew go ahead all right Jacob replied but trade but trade me your right as the firstborn son Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore on oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed no contempt for his rights as the firstborn. In other words, he had no regrets. So he's saying that some bread and some lentils was worth his birthright. That's really important because there's some of us, uh, you and I, um, in this room kind of split in half. Those who would do almost anything to get the birthright and those who, who are so oblivious to what they have that they would give it away. So it's important that, that, that we, when we read the word that we dissect because when God's speaking to us you have to know which one you are because the story changes um, depending on the character that you take on as you read this. So Jacob came into the world second, willing to do whatever it took. As you can see, not in a simple act of cooking, he was cooking and his brother comes in starving because he was out hunting all day. And he says, yo, share some food with me. And he's like, mm, not gonna do it until you give me your birthright. His own flesh and blood this is something a little different. When I, I'm the youngest of my family. And um, let me tell you, I, I, I definitely would be like, I won't tell mom if you give me $5. Give it to me first, we'll talk about the rest later. I would extort the heck out of him. And that's what, that's what Jacob is doing right now. He's extorting him for what he wants. Okay, so um, Jacob comes out of the womb, his hand on his brother's heel. So there's some things that I want us to um, really grasp before we go any deeper. And one of them is the, the meaning of Jacob's name. So Jacob's name, um, it, it does come from a Hebrew word pronounced ya-agov, meaning holder of the heel or supplanter. That's a weird word so i put subplanter up there too subplanter <laughs> right weird word okay to take the place of another as through force scheming or strategy that was his name at birth and he took it on he embedded it mentally that's all he knew is if i want something i have to scheme to get it i have to plan out a strategy I have to manipulate. I have to lie. Here's my first point. There is no striving in God. There's no striving in God. To strive is to to go through great lengths to achieve something. Okay, so here's something that I thought about while I was studying all of this. You ever heard the phrase like oh, old money or new money? Like if someone has old money, yes, yeah? Okay, oops, see all that? You are not gonna catch me, devil. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> okay, o- new money. New money means um, if I come up upon a lot of money, say I make it big, I got money, I'm the first in my family to make that type of money, it's brand new to me, right? But old money, that's like my Uh, great-great-great-great-grandfather. He did something great, had a lot of money, and all I had to do was be born into it. It was an inheritance. It was already there waiting for me. I walked right into it. Does that make sense? Okay. So when Rebecca was pregnant, the Lord told her that the two babies in your womb, there was... There was something distinct that he said. He said that the older would serve the younger. Is that, can we put that verse up? The older would serve the younger. God had already put in place that Jacob was already first. What Esau was first by birth, Jacob was first by promise because God had already said it was his. There's no striving in God. There was no need for for Jacob to scheme for the birthright. It was already his. There was a blessing for both of them, a different blessing, but a blessing nonetheless. Okay, now, as I was reading this, I was blown away. Do we have Isaiah? Okay. But you, Israel, are my servant. You, Jacob, my first choice. Descendants of my, descendants of my good friend, Abraham. You, Jacob, are my first choice. We're reading in Genesis and in Isaiah... God proclaims that Jacob is already his first choice. You don't need to strive. You don't need to go any further. The promise is already yours. And now you're thinking, because I know sometimes, you know, you reading the Bible and you're like, okay, great. I'm not a hunter, right? I understand. Um, I don't get all of this. But, but we do this. We do this, we, we scheme, we, we do what we can do so that we can get first place. Yeah. Things that sometimes are out of character, right? Um, I, wanna, I wanna be a, a blogger, um, and, but I, I know that you know showing a little skin gets me a little more likes. So I get a little bit of out of character so that I could get the likes. Yeah, ouch. Ouch. Or, or I'm I'm hard on cash right now. So instead of waiting on God's provision, I'm gonna do something a little out of character so I could get my money up real quick. We manipulate, we scheme, we 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 rather go outside of the will of God and do it ourselves than, than just walk into what God has already given us. The promise is yours, young people. This this word. This word is, I mean, it jumped out at me. I was like, okay, God. All right, okay, easy, I'll I'll say it. Because this is is in our nature. We're in a fast-paced world. I got to get where I'm going, so I got to do it for myself. And God's saying, no, hold up, stop. I called you already. It's already on you. I placed it on you already. There is no striving in God, none at all. Okay, so let's move on to my next point. I don't know, clocks scare me. I see the clock going, I'm like, oh my God. Okay, all right. (laughs) Point number two, okay, is that striving is strenuous. (sighs) Strenuous. Okay, so here's what happens, right? I'm gonna fast forward through this. After he gets the birthright, Jacob, our our lovely friend of the night, tricks his brother once again. So his father gets ill, loses his sight, and he tells Esau, listen, I'm gonna die soon. So I wanna give you your blessing as the firstborn. And when Rebecca, the mom, hears it, she goes and she tells her son, listen, your father is about to bless your brother, but don't worry, I got a plan. How many how many uh, uh, friends who know better, but it whisper in your ear, telling you, don't worry, I got a plan to get us out of this, right? A different sermon for a different time, though. I have a clock. Okay, so. <clears throat> All right, so what she does is she puts, like some fur clothing on Jacob, cause he was, you know, he was the mama's boy. He was scrawny, he ain't had no hair on his chest, right? So she had to do all that. And then <clears throat> she makes his favorite meal and she sends him into the father's room to get the blessing. And Isaac is like, Esau, is that you? My son, it doesn't sound like you. And he says, yes, it's me, father. And he comes close and he kisses his father and his father feels the hair. And he's like, ah, yes, my son Esau. And he blesses him, thinking that it is Esau, his firstborn. And when Esau finds out that Jacob went to those type of lengths, he literally says, I'm going to kill you. That's literally, I'm talking. This Bible is good. I'm telling you, read your Bible. He was like, I'm gonna kill you. And, and Rebecca scared because she was like, Oh, I didn't, uh oh. Maybe this plan wasn't all so great. And Jacob going, mm, maybe I shouldn't have listened to you. Now he has to flee. And he runs from his father's land. He doesn't get to see his father when he passes away. He doesn't get to to be a part of Esau because Esau lives his life there with his father. He doesn't see his nieces, his nephews. He literally has to go on the run. How many times have we said, I'm going to do this on my own and now I'm somewhere foreign and I have no idea what I'm doing and where I'm going because I decided to take my own path. It happens every day. And that's what Jacob's going through. So Rebecca says, I'm gonna send you to your uncle, Laban. So she sends him to Laban, and now one trickster meets another because Laban has him working for him for 20 years. 20 years. And, and while he's working, he meets this fine girl because you know you ain't never got your eyes on work. You always looking around, uh, right? So he sees Rachel, and then he's like, oh man, I want to marry Rachel. And Laban's like, okay, work for seven years, I'll give you Rachel. And he works for seven years and he gets Leah, who's a little, you know, not as, as you know, but blessed and highly favored. And, <laughs> right, and then he has to turn around and work another seven years to get the right woman because you work double for your trouble when you're doing things outside of the work of God. It's strenuous, it's hard, it's unnecessary. So now you're away from your family, you're working for this man who's clearly a liar, and now you met your match and now you're frustrated, and now you tired, and now you think, oh, God, you ain't got nothing for me because I'm out here all by myself. And God says, okay, I hear you. And he says, Jacob, I want you to go back to your father's land. So he he picks up his wives, his, his cattle, you know, all the things that he owns, and he makes it back, but guess what? He's nervous. He's nervous because he's about to see his brother, and after 20-plus years, he's wondering, I wonder if he's still mad. I've lived a lot of life now. I've learned. I'm wiser. I hope he can see the change in me. Come on, young adult. Are you the same person you were when you were 16? being a knucklehead, acting like you knew it all. Mom, get out of my room, I hate you. You know better now. And so God says, okay, go ahead, go back. So he goes back, and this is is where I, I wanna pick up. Can we put up Genesis 32? So he sends his camp ahead of him and he splits them up. This is like strategy. He's like, okay, so if Esau comes from the north and he sees those people, those people will die, but at least the rest of my family will be okay, right? So he splits them all up and sends them ahead of him, and he's by himself. And while he's in camp... It says uh, uh, a man, but I want you, in place of the man, it's Jesus. I want want you to know that it's Jesus as we read this. Jesus meets him in the middle of his doubt, in the middle of his frustration. And we pick up at 32. Okay, this left Jacob all alone in camp. And a man, Jesus, came and wrestled with him until dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go, for dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man said, what is your name? He replied, Jacob Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. For from now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Oh, we're breaking this all the way down because this right here is so, 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 so good. So Jacob fought for the birthright. He fought for the blessing. And now he up in here fighting with God fighting against who he thought he was, a manipulator, a liar, a cheat. And God's trying to tell him, no, you're not that. And they're wrestling until day is breaking. They're wrestling in and out, under and over. And God's saying, when are you going to give up, man? When are you going to grasp who I've called you to be? And he says, Um, And then the the man, Jesus, touches his hip. Wrenches it right out of its socket. Sometimes we're going to have to be wounded before we can really understand where God's going to try and take us. Wrench that. I mean, is it worth that? The man limped out. It says that, 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 that in that place where this happened, that they call it uh, Penel, because it's still named after the hip. That's significance. Because some people who are around you may say, you, you was doing better when you wasn't serving God. But you should definitely let them know that it was worth that, that hip being left out of its socket, because I limped out, but I came out with a new name. They may look at you and say, you look like you lost out on some things and you better let them know, yeah, I did lose out on some things, but what I'm walking towards is worth a whole lot more than that. He fought all night. And at some point, it clicked. And he said, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to stop until you bless me. I'm not going to stop fighting until... This mentality falls from me. The way that I think about things. Some of us are are robbed at night because of anxiety of the way that we think about things. Some of us, uh, it matters so much about who is in the room. But when you look at yourself in the mirror, He said, I'm not leaving this place until you change every piece and part of me. Remove it. Every chain, every stronghold, every burden, every bad thought, every bad intention. He wants it gone. He wrestled with God till daybreak. I remember when I, um, for those of you who don't know, because I'm out here sharing my business, um, my real name is Laisha, right? With the Isha at the end when people, and I'm like, Duh. the E is silent, okay? And I remember that I had just gone through like the roughest patch that I had gone through yet. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna change my name. And I, sh- I cut it at Lay. And I remember my mom and like my friends were like, "What the heck are you even talking about?" Right? Like they're like, "Your name is Laysha. That's what we're gonna call you." And I'm like, "No, it's Lay now. I'm brand new. You thought it's Lay. L A Y. Get it right. Laybird." And <laughs> and it was so crazy because it wasn't just a name change. When I changed my name, I didn't want people to know me who they had seen before. I wanted it to be like a new start for me. And, and sometimes when I even hear my own name, like my full name, I'm just like, who are you talking about? Because I'm not that person anymore. Like, I know myself as Lay. And Jacob had this moment. Jacob had this moment when where he was like, you know what? I'm not this person that I, that I was trying to be. I don't have to be that person. You said it was already me. I, it was already the first two chosen one. My name is Israel. I fought with people my whole life. I'm sitting here and I'm fighting with you and I'm not leaving until you change my name, until you bless me. Jesus, and he, what he gained in that moment is what I think that all of us need to gain right now, and that, that is freedom. Freedom from the stigma of who you thought you were, who you thought you had to be. God is putting a new name over every single individual in this place. You're made brand new. You're brand new. (laughs) Jesus. I'm so lost, right? I'm just like... (laughs) What I think is interesting about this story, when I think about the fact that Jacob, Jacob, yes. when, we, when we move out of the will of God, when we've wasted years of our lives pretending to be something that we're not, that even in this moment, God didn't turn his back on Jacob. I could be 50 standing here today and telling you, oh, I just got saved, and, and it would mean nothing to God, but yes, one of mine came home today. That there's no, there's no step-by-step that we have to do. All he asks us to do is be true to who he's called us to be. We are nothing but vessels to be used by God. This is the lineage that Jesus would come from. A liar, a a, a thief, a, a cheat. And God said, you had your moment that you were worthy enough to have the same promise that I gave Abraham. The stars would be your descendants. I want us to stand to our feet. Because I, I, I know that this may seem strange. You're around people and you, do, you don't want to feel like you're that person. But I was that person. I am that person. Every single day I'm being transformed by God. And there has to be a moment where where we say, God, you can have it all. That wrestling moment with God. I just want us to have a moment, an honest moment with God right now. Ask him to change me from the inside out. That I'm no longer afraid of what people think. Take my heart. Ting my mind, ting my soul, never let me go.